You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode three of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewart, and as always, I'm with the wonderful Jeff Gargas. Hey so we have so much in store for this episode with an incredible educator. But before we get to her, Jeff, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Ray. We're on episode number three. I'm super excited. First two episodes were amazing, and I am I just know this one's going to be as well. We've got the awesome Josie Bensko with us. Uh, Josie is a she's a sixth grade science teacher um, now at your Evans Junior High in Central Illinois, which is awesome. Um, this is going to be her fourth year teaching, but her first year over at Evans. She's excited about that. She um, she's also the eighth grade softball coach. Um, so we may talk on that a little bit and she's looking to start a STEM club there, which is really cool. Um, and Josie has an awesome blog, which is over at maniacsandthemiddle.com, which we will of course link for you in the show notes. Uh, there's a lot of really great stuff over there. So Josie, how, how are you feeling today? Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you giving us some time. Just kind of like, how are you feeling right now? I'm good. I'm so excited to finally talk to you guys. I feel like good, we've good, been good. planning this. I've been talking to Ray about this for a long time, so I'm excited to finally be here. Nice. Well, and Josie, so Jeff gave you a pretty good introduction, but I really <laughs> want to hear more about you. So tell us a little about yourself. What what do you say when people are like, so Josie, what do you do? I always, my first thing that I always say is I just tell them that I teach middle school and then I wait for the reaction because the reaction is the same every single time. They just give you that stare and they're like, why the heck do you teach middle school? Why? <laughs> oh, sh- Uh-oh. Can you guys hear that? I can. <laughs> I apologize. Do you want to do this again? That no, I'm, I'm keeping it in. I like it. Oh my god, I'm keeping it real here. You're good. So, okay, so, so they it. say, why? Why would you want to keep, teach middle school? And then where do you go from there? I tell them that I'm a grown-up version of a middle schooler, so I can relate <laughs> to them. That's my answer every time. It's so true. I'm just a middle schooler in an adult body. <laughs> it's funny, Josie. I also teaching middle school. Obviously, I say that to people, and the 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 reaction is the best part, right? You get like the raised eyebrows, and they look at you, and they're like, "Hold on, are you, yep. are you kidding? Like, you don't actually teach middle school, do you?" <laughs> Every time, it's the same. You know, I get the same reaction when I tell people that I work with Ray. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I suck. So, so that's really cool. I'm really excited. Uh, it's gonna be really cool to, to talk to you as the year goes on and in a new school and taking over new positions and working down the hall. I think from Ray, which is gonna be awesome. So, uh, I want to talk about. Do, let's stick to the sort of a story, right? Mentioned. So, I've I always say I'm always telling our team, telling everyone that I've been really fortunate enough to fail a lot because I learn a lot from every time I've failed. Can you kind of tell us about a, a failure you've had? Kind of take us there with you. How did how did it make you feel? What happened? How did you overcome it? And then what did you learn from it? Yeah, so I love um, this story. It's from my first year of teaching. And I was so concerned and so worried about knowing every single thing that I'm teaching, all the content, all the science content. And obviously, as a first year teacher, that is not going to be true. That's not going to be the case. We're not going to know every single thing. I'm not going to know all the questions that the kids have while I'm teaching it. So I was doing a unit and the lesson of the day was on conduction, convection and radiation. And I had three science classes at the time. 
And so my first science class comes in. I think I know what I'm doing. I'm kind of a little bit worried, but I just go with it. And I realize with three minutes left of class that I taught all of it completely wrong. I mixed all three of them up. Yeah, I mean, not one of them was correct of what I taught. And one of my students actually came up to me and he was like, Miss Bensko, I think you mixed some of this up. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was mortified. <laughs> and I just had to be like, you know what? You're right. And we're just going to fix this tomorrow. So scratch everything. You know, we're not going to have any homework. We're just going to move on with our day. And then my next class was a co-taught class, thankfully. And so I also taught one section of co-taught Lang Comp. And so my co-teacher comes in and I just run up to her and I'm like, oh my goodness, you have to teach the whole lesson today. I cannot help you at all because I have to completely redo this science lesson in 40 minutes for our next class. And so she is amazing and um, I love her to death. And so I just went to the back of the room and I tried to relearn everything real quick, try to make up a new game plan and then taught it much better for my next two science classes. But then the next day, obviously I had to go in and it was I was so embarrassed, but I, I had to do it. You know, it's good for us to show our kids that we make mistakes and everyone is human. And so I went in that next day and I'm like, I was wrong. I taught this wrong to you. We just have to erase everything that I said yesterday and we're never going to talk about it again. And we're going to learn everything right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. How, I love it. How did they react to that? What was the response? Were, they were so sweet and they took it really well. And I was nervous because you never know with middle schoolers, but it was towards the middle of the year. So I felt like I had a good relationship with them. Thank sure, you. Sure. But yeah, they took it well. You know, it's funny, Josie, we had the opportunity earlier in our career to work together when you were a student teacher and we both, go figure, had the yes. same mentor while student teaching at different times. And one of my favorite things, shout out to Jill Burroughs, an incredible <laughs> educator in normal. But um, one of my favorite quotes from her is like, every day can be a redo day, right? Like yep. you go in, you do the best that you can right by your students. And then if you find out that something didn't go like as you needed, then you know what? You go in, you cop to the mistake, you mm -hmm. show them that teachers can fail too. And then you hold hands and keep going forward. You know, it's every day can be a redo day. Right. Another thing that Jill taught me um, during student teaching is she said, I don't know every answer to every question that the kids are asking. So she taught me to tell them, like, if they ask me a science question, I'll say, I don't know. Let's Google it or you Google it and yeah. we'll talk about it tomorrow. And so I love that. I use that line all the time from her. I love that. Let's let's learn it together. Let's go figure right. it out. That's great. So so now let's let's uh, let's flip it. And go a little more positive. Let's talk about a success you've had. So it can be big, it can be small, but kind of tell us like what happened? Why was it a success for you? And what did you take away from that? I, the success that I chose is kind of small, I would say, but I, my biggest success and when I feel like I've succeeded as a teacher is the year after and when my old students come back and see me or they come back mm. and visit from two years ago and they either come before or after school just to catch up or see how they're doing. And I love that. That is my favorite thing that's happened to me as a teacher is just when former students want to still have that relationship with you. And I feel like I've succeeded at building relationships with them. And I think that's one of my best qualities as a teacher is forming relationships with my students. So that's when I feel success the most. That's a really, I love that. You know, Josie, I, I don't know how much our listeners really know about you, but, but you are doing such incredible things in the classroom and then outside the classroom working with other teachers trying to make everybody better right it's not just about 
doing really well in your classroom for the few minutes that you have your kids every single day, but then how can you share out everything you're doing to really connect with other teachers to make everyone better? And I just, I'm a huge fan. You know that I like love everything that you do. Um, and I feel the same way about you. Oh gosh, no. But so when I'm thinking like about where education's headed, right? What's going on? I really would love to know what are you most excited about? What do you, what are you eager to do this fall? Like what's on your, what's on your list of what's, what's keeping you energized? Um, so in education as a whole, I am excited about social media and I know that you guys are really big into that, but I feel like this is something so still so new in education. The fact that there's this like secret teacher community on social media, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. And I'm excited to see where that goes. Cause I feel like just within the past two or three years, it has just exploded and it is so positive because a lot of time, a lot of times in education, um, Things are not so positive on the news about what's going on in our career. And I feel like social media really just sticks with all the positive things that are happening. And so I would really love to see how social media takes us through the next couple of years as teachers. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. I feel like I've learned a lot about Instagram from you, Josie. Your Instagram is <laughs> fabulous. And you're, you're sharing a variety of things on your Instagram, which with teachers like, right? You're sharing personal things. So they can really get to know you. You're very human. You're very approachable. And I, I think that's really valuable on social media. But then you're constantly sharing all these resources. You have such great classroom resources that are content specific, but also a ton that aren't. I just saw mm -hmm. a few things on your Instagram that I need to email you about and be like, girl, can you hook me up with that? Because that's <laughs> awesome. That's what I love about Instagram is I, it's really free. So here's on are exactly what they're doing in their classroom every single day. And I don't go that far, but I feel like I share a lot. And I've learned so many great ideas from Instagram. And it's it's crazy how it's evolved. So it seems like is Instagram sort of is that your is that your primary that's go to? My, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my heart and soul. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Twitter. You know, we do we do our mastery mm -hmm. chat every Thursday night at eight uh, Eastern right. and like we I love Twitter, but just social media in general, like you you touched on it how it does seem like I mean it's growing a lot, but it is still fairly new. Like and it's still on a, on the upswing. Uh, I think a lot of teachers are pushing more and more towards it. A lot of districts we're seeing a lot of schools and districts pushing their teachers towards it as a form of of personal development and professional development. It's really cool, and we talk about it a lot. That you know, it used to be ten, fifteen years ago, maybe even just five years ago, your network was the people in the hallway, down the hallway from you. Right. Maybe your department, maybe your maybe your building. And maybe your district, if you were lucky enough to be able to talk to other teachers and stuff, now it's literally it's it's unlimited. It's it uh -huh. can be anywhere in the world, and it's really cool. So I love that. I, I'm I'm on board with you there. Right, the amount of teachers that you get to connect with on any platform of social media is just it's crazy. You have friends all over. Well, and it's interesting too when you're looking. Each social media gives you a different outlet. You know, I've really been exploring that. That was kind of my summer project is trying to figure out not only growing my personal learning network, my PLN, but how can I do it effectively and where are the people that I'm seeking to connect with? And so, you know, Jeff, I'm, I'm with you. That mastery chat's huge. Um, it's a huge thing on my Thursday night that it rejuvenates me, gives me good ideas. Always, I always leave with something I want to go try like that next morning, right? <laughs> and that conversation piece on Twitter is fantastic. But then going on Instagram, there's amazing resources. And like you said, Josie, the energy, the positivity mm -hmm. on Instagram awesome that story element where you can you know tap into someone's classroom literally almost virtually be in their classroom for a few moments is so powerful 
And then uh-huh. on the flip side, right, Facebook, we have a, a Teach Better uh, private group where we have teachers literally sharing lesson plans, uh, you know, things from their classrooms just to help other people, you know, trying to make education fabulous all around. Just- I know. I feel like that's just what social media is. It's just a bunch of teachers helping other teachers, which is just awesome. And I feel like one of my goals, I'm really bad at this. And Ray, you and I have talked about this a lot, is that Instagram is like my heart and soul, my platform. And I need to get into the other social medias more. I've kind of dabbled in Twitter a little bit from you, Ray, but that's one of my goals as a teacher. Well, and Ray, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I was just going to say that you and I have both um, spoke at ISU and a lot of those students have no idea about this teacher community as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's shocking. Absolutely. And there's a very big difference between navigating a social media from a personal perspective versus navigating as a professional yep. ex- you know, experience. So, so trying to give you know, future teachers that exposure is, is really important. And there's so much value there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, oh, I love it. I love it. So excited about uh, about social media overhaul or anything else that gets you excited right now, Josie? Yeah, I'm so excited to work with Ray. <laughs> I, I just can't contain my excitement. And I don't think she understands how excited I am. She keeps downplaying it. But I just being around her every time we talk, I just have 5000 new goals that I want to set for myself. <laughs> She's doing literally everything you can think of. She doesn't sleep. And so I no, just we, can't wait to be around that 24 seven. We definitely need, it's always fun to be around super fun educators. So you, when you're coming to my building, I'm, I'm stoked. I call it my building as if I own the <laughs> I have some classroom. <laughs> on the but, but I mean, it's, it's amazing. I work with staff, incredible staff already. And then when we heard Josie Bensko was coming, we're like, oh my gosh, did you hear who's coming to the building next year? Did you hear? <laughs> big talk, big talk. Love it. So you mentioned ISU earlier, which is perfect because mm-hmm. I have a really important question for you about how future teachers adjust to their then transition to the classroom. Mm-hmm. So if there's one piece of advice, and you kind of touched on something earlier, but if there's one piece of advice for a new teacher, what is they, what, what should they be doing their first year of their job? Maybe not the first year, second year, but even up to the third year, what should teachers be doing early in their career to really be effective? I There's way too much. I can't just choose one. So we'll just talk about this. But um, my first year, I was really shocked because I thought I had to be this 110% amazing teacher in every single thing that I taught. So my first year of teaching, I taught, I had a little bit of everything. I taught three sections of science, one language arts, and one lit and comp. And I was determined to be this all-out amazing teacher in every single subject, every single day, every single um, class period that I taught, I was going to have this all-out amazing lesson. And then obviously it quickly hit me that that was not going to be the case. I was going insane, not sleeping. Um, So I just had to realize that every single day is not going to be this extravagant lesson, but I needed to start small and incorporate little tiny pieces of engagement within every class period, but it doesn't need to be huge. So I think that is a good piece of advice for new teachers is you don't have to have these super crazy lessons every single day or every single week, just start small, incorporate little tiny pieces as much as you can. And then I would say my second thing, my second piece of advice would be to find your group of people in the building. I think this is huge. Find people that are positive, that are like-minded with you, that you can, you know, vent to after school or tell them a funny story that happened in your class that day. Just stick with positive people in your building. And I think that you will be set. 
Yeah, that's a big piece is trying to find a network of people that you can talk to professionally, but also like vent to and have, mm-hmm. you know, build that relationship element too. These are your colleagues. They're with you day in, day out, you know, in the trenches. Yep. And not like spiral into that negative talk. I think that's huge for new teachers is a lot of times they, you know, want to be friends with everyone and try to have conversations with everyone, which is great, but you don't want to get trapped into the the negative talk of the school. Great. All right. So here we go. Okay, Josie, we're going to do the next six questions. <clears throat> and we're going to do them in 15 seconds or less each. You ready? Okay, I'm nervous, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, number one is, what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Google Classroom. All right, what book are you reading right now? The Limitless School by Adam DeVico. Uh, oh, good one. Great book. Yeah. Uh, who do we need to follow today, either on Twitter or on Instagram? Well, if I weren't in this podcast and someone on the streets asked me this, I would say Ray. Oh gosh! <laughs> okay, give me something else. Because... Give me another one. Give us, give us another one. Um, um, Instagram, I would say Elementary Shenanigans or Wade King or any of the oh yeah, John Ryan Clark team. Fantastic. Uh, give us one uh, or let's talk about the YouTube channel. Uh, best YouTube channel for for educators. Do you do YouTube? I don't. So I I view this question as what I use in my classroom, and I use a lot of the ASAP Science videos. Awesome. My kids like those. That That's works. All right, give I us like one that. daily, weekly, or monthly routine routine that every teacher should get into. Uh, find something that relieves your stress because you will need it. For me, it's working out. All right, and finally, the best piece of advice you've ever received. Students won't learn from someone they will they do not like. That is perfect. I love it. Hey, I think I think other than the, we, we twisted the one, but I think you got the fifteen uh, seconds. There. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was a good. A, that was good impressive. I was, I was I was very good with that. Um, you know, it's it's actually something special. You know, we do these podcasts and we love it, but but that's really the test right there. If you can do, <laughs> actually send you a trophy. There's a medal that is going to come. I know because I feel like I could talk for hours about each one of those. So. Well, and and maybe we'll bring you back and we'll talk more about one or two specifically or something like that. Um, so so we are, uh, you know, winding down to the end here. So, Ray, want to take us to the last piece question. here. Yeah, this is the last piece. It's probably the most important question we're going to ask you. So are you ready? Should there be a drum roll? All right, I'll, I'll so. add one in afterwards. <laughs> but don't edit out her phone ringing in the middle of the podcast. No, that's no, staying. That is staying. Good. All right. So my question is how people can connect with you, Josie. What's what's all the information that they need so that after this podcast, they can connect with you and keep this conversation going? Okay. Everything is pretty much Maniacs in the Middle. So Instagram is my number one platform. So that one is Maniacs in the Middle. My blog is maniacsinthemiddle.com. Facebook, Maniacs in the Middle. Twitter is different because they limit you on yep. your characters. So it's just Maniacs in the Mid. And the only thing that is not Maniacs in the Middle is my Spotify. So um, Spotify is huge for me. I play music in the classroom all the time. And I have 10 playlists that you can play in your classroom that are school appropriate. They don't have any cuss words. They don't talk about anything bad. And so my username on that is Miss Bensko because I intended for that to only be used in my classroom. And then I shared it and it's just gone gone big hey jeff have you ever checked out her spotify Uh, i I actually was taking a look at it earlier when i was looking at her site stuff yeah it's pretty cool oh my gosh this spotify anybody of our listeners that that uses spotify even if you don't you should probably download it just for miss bensko's playlist (laughs) because it started out with just 
you know, Spotify is great, but finding school appropriate music is really a challenge. And like you, I love playing music. We got to find a good way to keep our students engaged. It's such an easy connection we can have with them. And you are constantly adding playlists, Josie. Like it had three I, yeah. in May and you're up to 10 right now. I'm mean, like <laughs> ridiculous. I know. So um, when I first started playing music, I just did Pandora for my phone my first year of teaching. And I would just constantly be running over to my computer, like sprinting from across the room because I knew that the song had a bad word coming. And so I was just over that. So then I started making them on Spotify so I could control it. And then other teachers started asking, you know, I would post videos and they would say, what are you listening to in the background? So then I just posted it one day and it's just hasn't stopped. Awesome. <laughs> Well, Josie, I want to thank you so much. Uh, we really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing just so much awesomeness here. I'm really excited uh, about everything you shared. Um, so really appreciate you taking some time out of your day and chatting with us, truly. No, thank you guys for having me. This was so much fun. And you guys listening, you know you can find all the links and the resources and everything we've mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those really important links for how to connect with Josie. So head on over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate that as well. But until next time, let's get out there and teach better.